Hey guys, this is David Fung, and you're listening to The Black Line. Hey guys, and what is up, and welcome to episode 27, another Thursday, another episode. I am so pumped you guys are here, like always, and I'm going to be honest, I do not know what to do with this episode. I have rewritten, written, rewritten, written, and then rewritten again, and then written this episode so many times. I've been going back and forth between different ideas, like there's so much stuff I want to talk about, and I don't know when to fit it in, when is the right time, um, how I want to talk about it, if I want someone to read it, do I want to wait till I get more wisdom on this, all this stuff, and it's a lot of wrestling with when should I share certain ideas, because I want to talk about social media, I want to talk about dating, I want to talk about school. I want to talk about personal issues like I'm wrestling with that you guys might be wrestling with as well. Um, um, dedication, intentionality in our faith, um, all this stuff I want to talk about. Like that's five episodes right there that I want to talk about, like on my heart right now. But I don't know when to talk about it. Um, I want to like go in deep and really give you the dedication and intentionality of everything that I'm doing. And so, None of these episodes really sat with me, and I wrote the whole entire script out. I wrote the whole, not wrote the whole script, I wrote the whole script out for all of these, and none of them seemed right. None of them felt right. None of them seemed like the right time and the right moment to share these episodes. And so, this is going to be my last episode by myself, um, to be honest. Um, I was the last time I'll be doing it in my room. This will be the last time I'll be doing it before I go to college. And I... Don't know how to put an end to all of this. And so this episode is um, called Art because art has been a big part of my life, as weird as that may sound. I'm not a huge art guy. I've never like been like Van Gogh or um, Da Vinci, like all the stuff you would think of as art. But music has been a huge part of my life. I'm a huge music listener, a massive, massive, massive music listener. Um, I also absolutely love writing. Um, writing poetry, um, writing stories. Um, I would be an author if I could, if I had the dedication and the work for that. But that to me is art still. Um, and that has been so important to me. And I wanted to make an episode because as I got through, as I went through high school, these have been major, major influences through my life. Um, and these aren't like frontal major issues. Um, sorry, frontal like influences. I, oh, playing water polo or, going to school. Like those are major things in your life that you're like, yes, when I like talk about it, like this is what I am. This is who I am. And these are what influenced me. These have been like sideline influences. These have been things that I always have and I always rely on, but I don't talk about it a lot. It's not like things like, oh yeah, you can't really brag and say, oh yeah, I listen to music a lot. Like what does a lot mean? And what kind of music do you listen to? Like it's more of like a cool, you do this stuff. Um, I do this stuff too. Or writing, like yeah, I think everyone does a little bit of writing, or some people do. Um, it's an outlet. And how has that outlet been affected to me? I've been, I'm a huge journaler. I journal every, tried to use to journal every single day. I don't anymore, and I really need to get back into it. But journaling um, used to be a big thing. Telling God how I'm feeling, things I'm angry about, telling him what is currently going on in my life. And those are big things. I have those written down. I have them recorded. They're in my Google Drive, really. And those are two big art forms that are in my life that influenced my walk with Christ, 
well influenced who I was in high school. And I just want to share about who that was and how that kind of affected me as I walked through high school and where I think you should be in this walk um, with music and with writing um, and really any art forms. Like I can't really talk about painting or sculpting or stuff like that because I've never really done it, but that can be an art form for you. And how do you take that and make it God honoring and a place that is healthy in a relationship with God? And so um, I'm excited for this episode. It wasn't an episode that I ever thought I would really make, to be honest. Um, I always wanted an idea of music, like music would be a cool episode to make. But I never know how to do that or when to do that. And I think God is calling me to do this now um, because last night um, I wrote poetry for about an hour. I sat there and just wrote poetry. I've been watching this romance movies and that's a big thing in my life. I used to be a huge rom-com lover. I still am. I love the idea of um, suing a girl, I guess you could say, or this romantic walk. It's so fantastic to me. But romance is so much more beautiful when you look into the eyes of God of like, how it's the pursuit of God and how we love another fellow human is how we should be loving God. And that to me is so much more beautiful than loving another person. Like I love the other person. I would love to make them feel like they're amazing and um, bless them with opportunities and stuff like that. But the idea that I could pursue a relationship with God in that romantic form and just writing from my own personal experience of romance um, and writing that towards God and mean like, Hey, I look at this girl a certain way and I should really be looking at you this way, God. I should be looking at you so much grander because you're so much more grand than this person. You are God of the eternal universe. and She's just a creator. You, you, She's a creation. You're the creator and you're so much more beautiful because you created her. And so that is kind of where I'm going with this, um, where art kind of fit in my life. And so I'm excited to share with you guys. It's going to be a different episode and a little bit vulnerable because not everyone wants to be talking about their art forms, but... I'm excited for it. So, um, yeah, um, I'll be explaining how this episode is going to work in just a moment. So, yeah, the first part of this episode is just going to be about um, music. Um, and then we're going to go into journaling. So, um, to start it off, when I say I listen to a lot of music, I mean I listen to a lot of music. Um, now, I don't actually play music. I, as a young kid, when I was really young, like, I don't know like fourth grade, I wanted to play music. I wanted to play the trumpet. Um, then I ended up not because I had, I did fencing and so I didn't have time. My parents didn't let me. And so I ended up not being able to do any music. Um, I never got into music since. I, I mean, like I know like two songs on the piano, like Mary Had a Little Lamb and Row Row Your Boat, I think. Um, and then I know that's about it. <laughs> I never really picked up the guitar or anything like that. It's just been kind of me relaxing um and not having to do with music um so i listen to a lot of music that's what i mean when i say i listen to music like to tell you how much music i listen to um i got spotify back in like 2016 i listened to pandora and spotify a lot when i was younger like eighth grade ninth grade tenth grade and from there i just fell in love with pop music it was just like it's an outlet for me to like just relax not to listen to the world just be able to like zone out me to focus and that's kind of what music became for me and so um, I don't know how much music I listened to back then. I have to say maybe like an hour a day or so. It's not, it's not that much. But then sophomore year happened. And I ended up getting these wireless earbuds. And let me just say, when I got my wireless earbuds, my music intake skyrocketed. Literally had to have skyrocketed. Because 
I started listening to music all the time, like in class. I used to like have one earbud in and just listen to music all the time. Someone was talking, I was listening to music. Like I was great at doing that. I could listen to music while someone was listening. And that's who I was um, in high school. So sophomore, junior, and well, senior year, we had Zoom classes and I would listen to music obviously on the computer. But sophomore year, um, two years ago, I listened to roughly about six hours of music every single day. So I'm like 87,000 hours in a year, which is absolutely six, 8,000. It's like minutes. Sorry, I meant minutes, not hours, but that's just mind blowing. Six hours a day. I literally listen to six hours of music a day for someone that that's like 180 songs a day, which doesn't sound like that many until you start listening to 180 songs. And now that translated into me knowing every single song in my playlist, knowing every artist and every song. So if you ever like meet me in person and you want to quiz me, just ask, hey, can I see your playlist? And you can play any song. And the first five seconds, I can tell you the artist and the playlist and the song name. I probably can even tell you what album it's from and what year that song came out. Like that is how much I have time I have dedicated into music. And that was just two years ago. The next year, it jumped. It jumped literally to like 140,000 minutes. And it averages out to like eight hours a day or something. And that is mind-boggling. That means I listen to music one-third of the day, every single day for 365 days straight. Can you just like think it? That's like more music than most people get like sleeping. And that's just my own private music. That's like me playing on my phone. So that just puts in perspective how much music I listen to. Um, I used to listen to. Now I don't listen to music as much, and I'll go into why. But that was such a big thing in my life because it's just an outlet for me to escape and to focus and everything. It, I never really listened to. So some people would say, "Oh, it's good if you listen to Christian music." Yeah, I would agree. I think listening to Christian music is impactful. And I didn't listen to Christian music. I listened to a lot of secular music. I listened to a lot of. Uh, my favorite genre of music is EDM. So for people that don't know what EDM is, it's like Avicii. Martin Jensen, Zed, Martin Garrix, all these people. Um, if you don't know who any of those people are, go listen to their music. You'll probably recognize some of their songs. They have some pretty popular songs. But that's like my favorite type of music. So I used to listen to a lot of that. And I still do. But as I invested my soul into this music, right? Listen to eight hours, just constantly washing over these songs and cultural references. That's what music is. It's a connection to your soul. That's what makes art so beautiful. It's an expression of your emotions. And that's why we love music so much. That's why we love art so much because we're taking our emotions and making them into a tangible thing. Um, and we listen to it and we're connecting with it. And our emotions become so wrapped up in it and we become so lost into it. And that's what music did for me. But when your music isn't rooted in something godly and it's not rooted in something holy, and something that's focusing on God the Father, you're going to be washing yourselves in sinful ideas in this flesh. If you think about it, music nowadays it talks about sex. Like I heard, I had this talk a long time ago from my youth pastor. He's like, yeah, look at the pop culture song. It's about sex. Why? Because people love sex and they connect with sex and they want to listen to hear about sex. And when you're constantly washing yourself in sex, you begin to prioritize sex, right? You mean like, oh, sex is great. Sex is so good. Um, I want to have sex. And that's what happens, especially when you're just soaking your soul in it. And that's what I was doing. Eight hours a day is soaking your soul. It really is. 
if I soaked my soul in God's word for eight hours a day, my friends, I would be genuinely one of the greatest Christians of all times. I'd be Enoch. If I could soak my soul in God for eight hours a day, that's what camp did for me. It was just a soaking in God's soul and not having to soak in anything else. And that's what music did to me. And let alone that, it was art. It was an emotional attachment. And emotions get so wrapped up and unbelievably unboundless. And emotions are used to serve God. They should be used to serve God. And I think when we had, when I was listening to music that much, it wasn't. So as the years have progressed and as I've been growing as a Christian, I've been figuring out that I love music. I absolutely love music. And I am currently listening to music now. But it's a balance between what type of music you're listening to and how much music you're listening to. You need to seriously think about that. Is the music I'm listening to God honoring? Is it? And I would feel like I would say no. I would say a lot of time, no, my music is not God honoring. And how does that rub you? Does it rub you the wrong way? When I first came back from camp, the music I was listening to was like, what? Why listen to this music? This isn't great. And it's like, why do I listen to this music? Is it? to fill an empty void that God is supposed to be filling? And am I soaking myself in something godly? And so I'm trying to change the way I listen to music, um, listening to music to honor God. And to me, that's listening to godly music, um, focusing on why I'm listening to music and limiting music that I don't feel is holy. To be honest, I should probably cut out all the music in my life, but it's hard to do. It's... A big thing that I'm thinking about, like, obviously I need to wrestle with it more and think about it more because that's a big thing to say, don't listen to any music. But it's something we all need to think about. Where do your convictions lie within music? Because when you're soaking your soul in something that is ungodly, you're going to be following the flesh. Your heart will be in the flesh and your heart should always be following God. And so that's my take on music. Um, So you guys know that I did listen to a lot of music. And now I'm trying to change how much music I listen to and listen to more of God. Um, allow myself to. And another big thing is, since I listen to music so much, eight hours a day, it never allowed a moment of silence. And God works in silence. God talks to you in silence. He is a quiet voice. He's a strong voice, but he's a quiet voice. And when you don't take time to just set aside everything else and focus on God, you'll never hear his voice. So if you listen to music all the time and you just want to fill this empty void with music, I ask you, is this good? Is this something you want um, to just invest all the time in? And, or is God more a bigger priority? Can you set aside five minutes of your life to just sit there on the, on the floor or on your bed and not listen to anything and just think about God and meditate on him? And so that's my take on music. I hope um, you got something out of that. Um, I love you guys. And the next big thing I've talked about is journaling. And I think journaling is a huge thing that um, helped me a lot and hopefully will help you guys as well. So yeah, journaling has been a massive part of my life. It was, and it really should still be because journaling is just allowing your brain to tangibly write something out. Um, it's allowing you to physically process something. Um, my mom has been talking, my mom's a therapist and she's been talking a lot about brain spotting and how brain spotting is your body connecting physical parts of your physical parts of your body to the parts in your brain. Um, there's something different between just mentally keeping track of stuff and the mentally than physically writing it. 
you be develop this deeper and stronger connection and your body stores memories in physical actions. So my mom says, and I trust her. She's a therapist. I mean, like, she knows something, right? And so that's what brain spotting to her is. It's going to and finding your physical memories and allowing your brain to process them through physical repetition of it and just allowing your brain to work through that trauma. And so the same thing works with journaling. When you journal something, you write it out. You begin to read it. You begin to process it and you'd be like, wow, this is really what I'm saying. This is really what I'm thinking. Um, there's no going back and changing it. Um, this is how I thought. This is how I think. And how do I reconcile with that? And so when I was going through my junior and junior year COVID, um, I was really angry at God. I felt like my life wasn't where I wanted it to be. I was so broken. I was so empty and I was so angry at God because I felt like he owed me something. I feel like I felt like he was teasing me. He was he was intentionally choking me out. That's what I felt like. I felt like it was over a girl, to be honest. I'm gonna be honest. It was over a girl. And I felt like God was just choking me out because I he wasn't giving me this girl of my dreams. And I was like, and looking back now, I'm just thinking, that's ridiculous. David, you're so stupid. What are you thinking? But I remember writing down everything. I wrote down every single day. I would write in frustration. I remember one letter is literally just F you, God. That is literally the, the, turtle, the title of the journal. I remember going back and reading it. And it makes me cry and cringe and become angry with myself, really. Because it's like, how selfish are you? How ignorant, how blasphemous are you, David? But, 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 that's who I was. And it makes me think that God has saved me so much from that. And so journaling helped me work through that. Um, as my, if I continue reading through the journals, it goes from this high emotions of F you God to thank you God. Wow, wow, wow. And look at, if you look at Psalms, look at David's Psalms. He um, goes from points of anger to loving God. He goes from points of anger to loving God. He goes from points of sadness to loving God um, and all of this stuff. And that's what these journals were to me. It was my Psalms. It was my laments. It was my praises. It was my um, asking for forgiveness. It was just all this stuff. And it just allows you to work through it. It allows you to offer it up to God and say, this is where I am, God. You are God of the universe. You've created all that exists. And I offer you this, I offer these prayers, I offer these laments, I offer these thankfulness and God take it all take it all from me and that's what journaling did for me it allowed me to do that and journaling was a very private thing I have never sh I rarely share my journals I share very specifically some journals and that's it the journals are hidden they're gone and I hope one day to share it with you guys um when I'm ready for that and when you guys are ready for that when we get to this point where I feel like God is calling me to share where I was and how broken I was and that's where I was. And I feel like one day I will. I feel like I genuinely think I will. But until that day comes, there is a point where I was broken and there's a point where I am nude now. Like like I said, it's like the Psalms. It's just an outlet for you to offer it up to God. Um, someone told me that a long time ago. And I was like, that's so powerful and so beautiful because we get so lost in our prayers. And we're like, oh, thank you for this. Thank you for that. We pray foolishly. Um, we should pray like a child. We should offer everything to God. Um, we should not have a care of the world around us, but only care about 
the impression of our God, impression of our Father. And so that's how we should be doing. We should be saying, hey, God, this guy, he bullied me. Um, what do I do? Not trying to figure it out for ourselves and trying to be so brave and heroic. We should offer it up. Um, it's a big part of breaking this emotional containment of who I am. And that's another thing I have to go through. Crying is a big thing I have to talk about. But this emotional containment. And so journaling allowed me to do that. And I think journaling will be impactful for you guys because, like I said, it's an offering to God. It also allows you to remember what is so great in your life. And you can go back um, and remember. Um, like these podcasts, these are segments and journals in my life. So I can go back and be like, hey, wow, this is how I thought. This is how I've grown. And so I highly encourage you to journal on top of meditating over your music because art is an expression of your feelings. And emotions are a non-tangible thing. There's something you can't control. There's something you can't see or look at. But when you have outlets to view your emotions, if you're angry, you can view how you're angry. You can view how you your desires. You can see all this stuff and offer it to God because everything we should be doing should be to God, especially our emotions. And so that's kind of where I've been with journaling. It's been a long road with journaling, but journaling has seriously helped me a lot. Um, other than that, the Bible verses of the week, um, I've been very, 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 very bad with reading my Bible verses the last couple of days. Um, so I didn't really get to the Bible verses last week, but I think an important Bible verses is um, the book of Romans. If you've ever read the book of Romans, it's so impactful and such a beautiful story. But I don't think I'm going to choose anything from Romans. Um, recently, we were reading um, Matthew, um, Matthew 6, um, the story um, in Matthew 6 and how that, um, let's see, let me see if you find right, specifically find the first real fast, the end of Matthew 6. Six. Um, it's about the. Uh, but seek the kingdom first of God and His righteousness, and all things will be fried for. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And how we are not promised tomorrow, that we don't know what tomorrow is going to offer. We don't even know if we'll make it to tomorrow. We're promised nothing. And how everything we should do in every moment should be offering to God, as if there's no tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. My friends, don't worry about school. Don't worry about this stuff. Do what is respectable and honoring to God. Do what is responsible. Do your responsibilities. Respect and love everyone as you should. But seriously, do not worry about tomorrow. Do not worry about if you'll have food for tomorrow. Do not worry about it because God the Father who loves us, yeah, he provides for us. He provides for the birds in the sky and allows the wildfires to grow. He will do that for us. And so just remember that. And I pray that you... If you have anxiety, that you'll remember that God is in control. Um, I know that isn't a tangible solution, but I seriously do believe that God, if you believe in God, his presence will overwhelm you and you'll be so fruitful and not be anxious anymore. Um, so yeah, um, I love you guys. And this is kind of the end of the episode. Um, this episode wasn't really prepared super duper well, but I hope it was tangible and I hope it was helpful to you guys because this is where I was through high school and these two things were two things that are important to me in high school. And I think they seriously were things I needed to think about in high school, but now I'm thinking about a lot now before going into college and where I stand on these. But I love you guys. So peace out, my dudes, and I'll catch you all next time. Deuces. <laughs>